Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Yo, what's going on? Hope all is well. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is Nice and Neat, the podcast. With three quintessential friends dedicated to the 360-degree development of men. Our goal is to not only share our experiences, but offer as much value as we possibly can through the lessons we've learned along the way. When I say we talk about everything, we talk about everything. Character, discipline, career development. Oh, and let me not forget, we get real personal. Now make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. Write a review. Let us know what you think. Enjoy. Duh, duh, duh. Back got again. A, we got a special guest in the building. Another and her episode. name is Ashley. Uh, she about to do uh, it. Uh, she's about to do it. I'll be the one to take the risk. Yeah. I'll be the one to take the risk. Get some more. Get some more. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Duke. Show some rhythm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, what's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And I'm Ashley. Hello. We got a very special <laughs> guest on today's episode, as you can see. It's been a lot going on as far as NFT goes, Web3. What what else am I missing? Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Metaverse. The metaverse. It, it, goes, it goes on and on. She's going to teach us about all of those things today. I know myself, fellas, I have a lot of ignorance in that space. I don't, I, don't know know I don't know nothing. I don't know. I don't know much. Nothing. The closest I am to web anything is my last name. So like I don't. I don't. I don't know much in that space. So yo, Ashley. So thanks first and foremost. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for, thanks for being on here with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, we 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 see the exuberance. Yeah, I love the colors. I love Thank the you. hair. It, it brings a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Um, well, I'm an NFT marketing consultant. I own a consulting agency called ANF Consulting. And basically what we do is we help bridge Web2 companies into the Web3 space. So figuring out what makes sense and works for them. Is it getting to the metaverse, dropping NFTs, partnering with existing companies, et cetera. And then I also work with current Web3 companies and helping them do marketing, branding, and just fleshing out rollouts. Um, one of my biggest clients that I'm currently working with now is Billboard. Hello. We're actually dropping a uh, NFT with Sam Smith tomorrow. So shout out to that. And I've been working with them for a couple months now. And it's been great just really structuring the Web3 strategy within the whole business, as well as working on different artist drops and really helping onboarding musical artists into the Web3 space and educating them. Okay. So what is the Web3 space? Like, what does that mean? And I didn't even realize that there there's was a Web2. Yeah. You right. said transitioning. If there's to, a Web2, there there's gotta, gotta be a, be a Web1. Web yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so Web2 is what we're currently in right now, you know, with the user-generated content, social media, et cetera. And that iteration of the World Wide Web is centralized. The first version of Web1 is kind of what we remember with dial-up, kind of like read-only uh, type of content. Okay. Um, and then Web3 is the new iteration of the World Wide web and it's decentralized and that means there's not one person company or thing controlling it you know currently in the current state that we know with social media etc there's meta and facebook and twitter kind of controlling and censoring what you can post what you can do you know etc whereas in the web 3 world is decentralized so there's not one person or thing telling you you have to do this or you have to do that so it provides the ownership as well as the power back to the individual users so there's no restrictions in the web 3 space correct Essentially, obviously, when you create a product, there's certain restrictions of like this technology can't do that yet, etc. Mm -hmm. But essentially, that's the idea of providing the power and ownership back to individual users. Because as we know, with social media, as soon as you post that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc., you don't own that content. You know, when you first sign up on that account and all that really, really long terms conditions, none of us read and we just click. Mm -hmm. That's saying that every single thing that you're posting on that platform, you don't own it. You have zero ownership. But with Web3, it provides that power and ownership back to the individual users. So NFTs, metaverse, uh, cryptocurrencies, et cetera, all of that falls under the Web3 like umbrella. Now would every platform be considered Web2? Like like a Shopify, would that be considered Web2 as well? Or, yep. or is it just social media? No, so all the current websites and things that we have now uh -huh. is considered Web2, yes. Okay. Outside of certain web three like marketplaces and websites and things of that nature okay. that falls under the web three category but all of the normal websites i guess i'll say yeah. um that we know of when it regards to like retail like you said shopify yeah. socials etc all of that falls under web two so just for clarity mm -hmm. is it web one or is it just web web one okay so web one essentially the internet 1 .0. how we could just look at it we could read and that's kind of what it is right web two is now kind of like a template, but we can add to it. Like it's really, it's um, centralized and it's focused on like user generated content and exchanging, you know, our, in exchanging for being able to post this content, we're giving them data. So we all know about when it comes to like providing your data, you know, when you go on websites now, they said, do you allow cookies to track you? Or gotcha. when you go on social media, you will look at nails and then for the next week, everything on your feed is nails. Mm -hmm. So it's that exchange of that as mm -hmm. well as being centralized. Mm -hmm. That's web so, two. Yes. Okay. Question. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is, I, I mean, I, I'm in the, how long we've we been on? Six minutes. I'm, I'm learning something already. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know, like, how you got into this to start yeah. in, in general. Like, what brought you, said, what, what told you, say, hey, Ashley, in 2022, I'm going to be dominating the Web3 space? Gotcha. You know what's crazy? That 
God has been planting seeds for me to do this since 2016. And I had like zero idea. Um, so to give you guys more about my background, I have a law degree. I graduated in 2017. Shameless I, plug. Huh? Shameless <laughs> plug. I got two degrees. Okay. Hello. Um, so yes, I have a law degree. I went to university of Maryland for undergrad and for law school. I specialize in transactional law, which means contracts. Um, my idea was to open up my own firm and to curate contracts and business consulting for musical artists. And before I graduated my mentor, he told me there's this thing called smart contracts and you need to learn about it because it's, it might interrupt your career or it might replace what you're doing, et cetera. And at the time, I was 24 when I graduated law school. So when he told me this, I was about 22, 23. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. Fast forward to about 2017, 2018, after I quit my job, started doing my business full time. And I was um, trying to get a contract with this dance studio because Dance 411, which is a huge studio in Atlanta, they, they house dancers that perform from anybody you can think of. And the owner, I had a meeting with him and he was telling me how he, him and his wife started this, but he works in tech and he is curating this blockchain and using smart contracts. So we were having a whole conversation about that. And at that time I was like, oh, so this is just for big tech companies, like whatever, that's cool. Fast forward to 2018, 2019, my client, one of my clients, Isaiah Jackson, is a really big Bitcoin influencer. He curated um, Bitcoin Academy. He has a book out and he started investing in cryptocurrencies like over seven years ago. And he was like, hey, I need help with my my socials and my branding, et cetera. But he said, if you're going to help me, you got to learn this. Because first I was like, you know, this is cool. I don't know about no Bitcoin or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to help you, you know, do my job. But he was like, nah, if you want to help me like you really have to learn this because you're curating my strategy um so i i learned about the stays help you know triple his following on social media and because of that he was able to get you know interviews with like nbc and like all these other big platforms because he's really grew his brand on his socials and you know learning about bitcoin and investing that was cool but it still really didn't like click for me how i wanted it to and so he was like you need to learn about nfts and for me coming from my legal background i'm a researcher like that's the number one thing they teach you mm -hmm. you know working in the legal field like you have to learn how to do research like you better mm -hmm. not ask Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Nobody a question until you looked at like case law and like the subsections of case law and looked up books, etc. So I was like, okay, great. I'm going to research what these NFTs are. And I researched this and I was like, oh my goodness. Why have we been using social media when we could be posting content as NFTs and own it and be making money for, I was just like, it just clicked for me. Like, yo, everybody needs to learn about this. Why is no one talking about it? So I decided to contact people on Twitter, on LinkedIn, who worked in the space, who, you know, whether it be through influencing or putting out NFTs, I reached out to CEOs of NFT marketplaces. And this was all before the Bored Apes thing like boomed, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I reached out to CEOs of marketplaces, talked to them, et cetera. And I realized there was such a big gap for marketing. A lot of these companies were tech bros who don't know anything about social media community etc so I was like this is an easy bag because I I know about this now I've been in digital marketing for almost 10 years so let me just start taking clients mm -hmm. 
So I completely shut down my business, working with small business owners, focused on getting clients in this space, was doing that for a couple of months. And I realized that, wow, you're being selfish by holding this information to yourself and not sharing it with your community. Right. Mm. So I decided to create an ebook, NFT one-on-one ebook. Um, you guys can find it, link in my bio at the Ashley France on all socials. Um, and I started putting out content just to educate people and teach them about NFTs because it's new technology. There's so much scamming and things going on. There's so much misinformation out there. And I feel like the key to mass adoption and the key to people getting the space is education, right? It's available to everybody. You can go on your phone and access Web3 right now. You could, you know, sign up um, for one of these marketplaces and put out an NFT in literally less than 10 minutes, but nobody's taking the time out to like explain this to people in layman's terms. Like Mm -hmm. it took me months to really even understand blockchain technology and what it is. And then when I explain it to people and break it down, they're like, wow, okay, this makes sense. It's simple. But again, no one's really just taking the time to explain it to us. And just in my mind, I refuse for us to be on the back end about this type of technology that we can utilize to whether it's investing in NFTs or just utilizing it in our own businesses to increase profit and ownership. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Yeah, what, okay, what does fungible mean? Hmm? What's fungible? That means interchangeable. So non-fungible means it's not interchangeable. So it's a one-of-one and it can't be changed. Non, okay. Yeah. So like when you put out an NFT, one of the, so NFTs just to like break it down is backed by blockchain technology. And what that is, is it's just digitally recording every single transaction or thing attached to that NFT. So think of it as like a digital receipt, right? When okay, you buy like some- email chain, like a, like how you track, like you can follow the email chain chain to know exactly what's going on correct correct so like you go to the store it has the store's name the date you bought it how much you bought it for etc that's basically what blockchain that blockchain technology does for nfts right so say i put out an nft you bought it it will showcase like ashley's the owner she put it out on OpenSea marketplace and she sold it for 200 dollars, mm-hmm. right and then it also shows you bought it for 200 dollars you sold it to somebody else for $800 and actually got 20% of that sale. Mm. So with NFTs, not only does it forever show that I was the the original owner and creator, mm. but I can pick a certain percentage of sales that I'll get forever. And it's all digital and you don't have to go back and be like, wait, where's my, where's my portion? Where's my portion? It automat it's just automatic and digitally. Okay. Wow. So then speaking of, speaking of, of that, that brings me to a, a great question then mm-hmm. because you mentioned uh, transactions and then the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Like, so like if I wanted to buy an NFT today, I can't mm-hmm. just take my cash. So like, how do I, how, like, how do I use my money in that space? Well, there are certain blockchains where you can buy NFTs that you only need a credit card and an email. So that's what um, billboard that we use on our NFT marketplace. It's called Flow Blockchain. And basically we wanted to utilize that one because we wanted to create the barrier of entry as easy as possible for our super music fans so you only need an email and a credit card for that now um with ethereum Mm -hmm. it's not as simple you actually have to like you know go on to coinbase buy it etc but a lot of marketplaces are trying to transition to make it easier for people to be able to purchase so 
before you would have to download um, a wallet, like a digital wallet. MetaMask. Correct. Okay. MetaMask is okay. like the most known one, okay. easy one. Okay. Normally, you would have to download MetaMask, then you have to go on Coinbase, you would have to purchase Ethereum, then you'd have to transfer Whole process. Transfer yeah. that Ethereum to yeah. your MetaMask, but now MetaMask made it so where you can actually purchase Ethereum within that wallet using Apple Pay. Mm. And then now there even there's certain marketplaces that are transitioning so that you can use your credit card as an option. So I I think it's kind of like Web3 will become normal when you're not realizing that you're using it, right? When you're not having to do all these steps and, and, and et cetera, because it's really easy to get caught up and, and scammed and all that when you really don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So a lot of these marketplaces are like, let's just make it easy for people first yeah. <laughs> and just like get them on the right. site and get them to like purchase their first one and then transition. Here's a follow-up question to that. Like, yeah. what's the exchange rate? Like, is my dollar worth a dollar in in the metaverse or in the Web3 space? You know what I mean? Like, right. like, how does that work? So we also have something that is called gas fees. Um, so think of oh, it. I've seen that. I've actually right. been hit with one. But I didn't understand it. Right. So think of it. You know, with PayPal, you have transactional fees. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much the same thing. Like gas fees are what you're paying to actually like mint and buy the item. So the process of you purchasing the item from someone else is called minting. Does once I sense? once I purchase it, I now minted the item. Yes, you own it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So again, want to thank you for being on the show right thank now you, and um, and expanding all of your wealth of knowledge on NFTs. So I want you to actually do us a favor. Okay. I want you to walk us through, for example, this episode. Right. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to make this episode an NFT mm -hmm. once it was finished and it was done, what would the process of that be? So an NFT, the actual NFT that you're selling could be anything digital. So that means video, audio, photos, a soundbite, PDF, JPEG. If you wanted to post a photo of your foot, whatever it is, it could be anything digital. So if you wanted to utilize this episode, whether it be the video from it or the audio, you literally can go to OpenSea and upload it. And they have a whole, you know, when you're um, putting stuff up on Shopify or Amazon store, they have like yep. put the name and put the subcategory. Mm -hmm. It's literally the exact same thing. Like you're putting something up on a storefront, you pick your price, you pick how much percentages that you want. And then that's really it. Like, it's just, it's a very simple process. You can literally do it like in 10 minutes. I'm sorry. You said you pick your price though. Yeah. You pick how you much pick percentage. Yes. Yeah, so you so pick the price. The okay. pricing of like how much you want people to pay for it. And then when I say percentage, the percentage of sales that you get once it's sold to somebody else. So every single time your NFT is resold to someone else, you get a percentage. Okay. Um, with like companies like OpenSea or other platforms, sometimes they'll limit you to like mm -hmm. the percentage. But then there's other NFT platforms where you can kind of pick but whatever. But the first sale, you, you obviously get the whole thing. Correct. For the first sale. And then after that, after every resale, you'll get a percentage. And then whoever gets it, can they bump the price up to do whatever they want with it? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yep. Wow. And what normally people utilize NFTs for, think of them as digital collectibles. And it's basically kind of like a Soho membership, like something that you can use to get access to exclusive stuff. So if you guys wanted to sell, maybe not necessarily an episode, but just some type of like logo or emblem of 3d thing that includes all you guys and everyone who buys it maybe they get bloopers or maybe they get special meet and greets with you or maybe they um get behind the scenes or sign merchandise or whatever it is that you guys have that's really what it's utilized for it's a digital Those are called utilities right okay <laughs> just 
You just mad. You out did your the, homework. Come on now. I ain't mad at I know it. I was trying to figure out what's the, what's the real value in having an NMT. That's so what I really want to know. You create that as the creator. Honestly, you create that value for your community. Yeah. So providing that digital collectible, aka NFT, you decide what utility or perks that people get from it. So for me, I just tell people as a, just think about what your consumers mm -hmm. and what would be valuable to them. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, if you're a fan of someone's show, it'd be getting you know exclusive content. It'll be able to meet them. Maybe you know you put them in a draw for them to win to be able to come onto the show. Maybe it's you know the that. Uh, unseen episode that you haven't put out, et cetera. So you as the actual like content creator, business owner, et cetera, you create that value for your community. So I can have, if if I, a, a picture of this microphone with us in it and mm -hmm. put it up, I yep. can do make as many as I want and sell it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can sell it as a one of one, which means there's only one available or you of can each. sell oh. of that particular image, uh -huh. or you can sell it as a collection where there's like 200 of that particular image. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Also something you can do in tiers. So you can have like from lowest tier, like lowest price all the way up to the highest price. Mm -hmm. And usually when people do that, it's different levels. So maybe like tier one is $30 and people just see like one blooper. Tier two may be $100 and they get like a meet and greet or signed t-shirt or something. So okay. you can also do tiers as well. So okay. I, I, seen, I seen Nas earlier this year. He released... Um, he released an album and he also he released it in tiers. So he had like a gold tier, a silver tier, and a bronze tier. Yes, we'll call with it the that. company Royals. Mm -hmm. With the company Royal, right? Mm -hmm. When he released it, I don't they used the platform Royal, right? Mm -hmm. When he released it, it was too much traffic, so it got kind of shut down. Mm -hmm. I seen it was utilities on there that provided um like concert tickets, right? That was a utility. What are what utilities are more beneficial? Are you are some utilities more beneficial than others? Because I don't see how if I bought that right and I got the tickets for the concert tickets, but then he now Duke now buys the single. Mm -hmm. How does he benefit off of the utility like a concert ticket? Right. So usually there's rules in regards to when you buy them. So with some NFTs, like they'll say on the sales page, like, you know, once it's resold or this utility is only um, what's the word I'm looking for restricted to like the first buyer or something like that. So they'll have mm. that in the terms and conditions to let people know, like, unless you were the first person, you don't get access to those particular tickets. I don't know if his said that or not but usually when it comes to like a physical item like tickets or like a t-shirt or something they'll have that in the actual like sales page to mm. like let you know um in regards to what's more valuable i definitely think it just depends on the actual like person for me as musical artist a lot of musical artists now are selling like are trying to sell music as nfts and then the, what's similar to nas did they'll give a percentage of the royalties to fans a lot of people don't understand that there is about six to eight people that get royalties from a music they don't understand they don't know that with you know streaming sites like spotify it's like 0. 0.0001 you get paid like 
So basically you're really not getting anything. You know what I mean? And I always profess when I talk to musical artists about this is that your fans don't care about getting like a percentage of your royalties. They care about getting more access to you. They care about seeing footage they haven't seen, meeting you, like again, behind the scenes content. Like thinking about as a consumer, You know, if Beyonce put out an NFT, would you want a point zero 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 five, or would you want to see a never behind before seen video of her practicing from her first album? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. the type of stuff your consumer wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're still in the er- early stages with technology. Things break. We all know that. So a lot of times when big artists do get on these platforms, there is, you know kind of like a, a shutdown or yeah. freezes. Yeah, a rush type of thing. But um, a lot of the native Web3 artists um, are making buku money from utilizing what I mentioned before, just creating a digital asset and then giving behind the scenes content and value to their audience. And after they provide that value, then they'll sell like a music video or a single. My homegirl Latasha sold one music video for $50,000. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So Ashley, you've been giving us so much information. We're mm-hmm. talking about not only not only talking about Web3, but we're talking about the platforms that host these things. One thing that you mentioned, you talked about OpenSea, mm-hmm. right? I have a little bit of knowledge in OpenSea, and I know OpenSea is not the only platform that hosts some of these tokens. What are a couple of other platforms that host these tokens? And then what are what do they do? Right. Um, so I would definitely say OpenSea is like the Amazon of um, like NFT marketplaces. It's the most known. They have tons of different categories that you can choose from, from music to art, et cetera. Um, but there are other platforms that are more niche down. So for instance, like Mint Songs, they solely focus on like music. Um, but I, when it comes to uh, having array of different like projects and things and to learn about I always tell people like OpenSea is always the go-to um, so as I mentioned before you have Mint songs you have sounds and Zora those are all really heavy like music based and they support not just web3 musical artists but a lot of like black musical artists like in the web3 space so I definitely rock with them you have um, Rarible which is one of the OG like NFT marketplaces you have Super Rare um, you have Foundation so there's like tons and tons of different marketplaces, um, depending on like what niche you're, you're, you know, looking for or what you're looking to buy it really just depends. Like different marketplaces allow different blockchains. Um, but I wouldn't say there's necessarily like one that's better than the other. All of them allow you to like mint and buy, you know, NFTs in, in different aspects and avenues. But if you are a newcomer who's looking to purchase your first NFT, I would definitely suggest, um, checking out uh open c for sure uh, so d- let me d- does it work like this okay so i go on open c i create a profile mm-hmm. okay and it's a can i stop you right go there? ahead so um in regards to marketplaces that allow you to purchase with you know your wallet it's mm-hmm. more so you connecting your walk wallet to the marketplace so you know how when you go um on like Amazon or what have you. Mm -hmm. Well, Amazon, you have to make a profile. But you know on certain 
shops and online stores when you go to purchase you can just use like your apple wallet and it just like fills in your email gotcha. and stuff mm -hmm. like that that's exactly what it is when it comes to a wallet making it easier okay. now some marketplaces as i mentioned before do allow you to pay with a credit card now mm -hmm. so then you'd have to sign up like with your email um, but the whole purpose of having a wallet very similar to like on your iphone mm -hmm. is so that you can just connect your wallet mm -hmm. um and go from there. You don't have to like do all that other okay, stuff. Okay, so in a situation where I create a profile, mm -hmm. if it happens where I got to mm -hmm. use my credit card, and let's say I want to go from OpenSea to another marketplace, mm -hmm. does like all my information get removed from OpenSea now? Mm -mm. Because when when you say decentralized, does that just mean with like you said no one owns your data? So with decentralized, ownership is back and goes back to the uh -huh. users. So think of NFT marketplaces very similar, again, like Amazon, Shopify, Zara, what have you. You know, for each website, when you go to purchase, you have to, like, make a new profile, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, but the great thing about these marketplaces for most of them, say you purchase an NFT on one marketplace, you may be able to sell it on a different marketplace. Okay. Um, if I'm an NFT creator, I can sell NFTs on multiple marketplaces, okay. and that's usually what most artists do okay. just to increase their visibility. Okay. And another question I had, I don't see how it benefits normal people. It seems like you have to be famous or celebrity to eat off NFTs. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, so the, like, I don't know what incentive normal people have for even learning about NFTs. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways you can get into Web3. One is actually utilizing technology for yourself. And the other ways is investing, which you guys probably seen online, buying word aids, flipping them, et cetera. Mm -hmm. To me, that's risky. Just like when you're investing in anything else, like cryptocurrency stocks, et cetera, there's always a risk of you not getting a return on your investment. So I never like to start there. And plus, we all know you have to have money to invest. Mm -hmm. So I like to, when I talk to people in our community about Web3 and NFTs, to discuss more about how we can actually utilize that technology. And the great thing about it is that you don't need thousands and thousands of fans to make money from NFTs, right? Um, there's people who have like five, 6,000 followers on Twitter and they sold an NFT for, you know, $3,000. So it's not necessarily about the quantity, but the quality of your community. So when you're constantly providing value, building a community, providing access to things, you're going to want people to actually invest in you more and more because it's like, I already have a financial investment. So the more I help you market and the more I pump you up, that means my investment actually increases. And because of this, I also have a digital asset and I have a community that I'm able to join and be a part of. It's really, really big on community. So you don't need to be famous. You don't have to have a lot of followers, none of that. You just need to cultivate a really diehard fan base, kind of similar to like the SoundCloud era with Chance the Rapper, like before he hit mainstream, mm -hmm. um, how he had, you know, to as compared to like mainstream people, it's like he didn't have the millions and million, you know, that other people did, but he had such a really, really core fan base that rock with them. And because of that, changed the rules when it comes to the awards and SoundCloud, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, and it's not just musical artists or just digital artists in general that can utilize NFTs and Web3. As I mentioned, y'all can utilize it as like a membership. Um, there's hotels that are utilizing NFT like reservations. Um, there's certain like social clubs. You can also utilize it to authenticate um, designer goods or parts. So like there's a race car company utilizing it to showcase these are like real parts you can use. Um, say for instance, if you want to like buy a secondhand Rolex with this NFT, you know, it's real. You don't have to worry about someone trying to like take advantage of that. Um, you can sell courses. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From it, digital products. There's so many different things that you can utilize it for your actual business without having to just flip and invest in, in NFTs. I like to tell people I'm not an investor, but I teach people how to invest in yourself because I feel like that's the biggest asset. So, well, I do want to give you praise for being a black woman in tech. Thank you. <laughs> and just being in this space and having so much knowledge and providing knowledge. I know my girl, she's going to love this episode. She's in tech as well. Mm-hmm. She's on the sales side. Okay. Right? And being in tech within the space that you're in, when people have questions on like, man, I really love what she's doing. How do I get into the, her space of what she's doing? How 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 can someone do exactly what Ashley's doing? Yeah, as I um, I'm so happy you asked that. That's a, another way we can get into the Web three space because Web three companies are just like any company. They need a lawyer, they need an accountant, they need sales, they need marketing, and because this technology is so new, a lot of them are allowing you to kind of learn on the job or only have a little bit of knowledge but still pay you all this money to be a part of these startups. And then you also have Web two companies like Billboard who creating web three departments, right? So there's definitely opportunities for you to be able to get into this space. Um, LinkedIn is great. That's been like my number one platform right now in regards to just like networking and meeting people. Like when it comes on the back end business side, like that is definitely the pace to be. Um, there's jobs posted all the time about, again, different positions at startups or companies that you can use to get into it. I do always mention to people to at least have a base understanding of what you're getting into. So thankfully, um, there's tons of YouTube pages that you can learn about it. I have my NFT one-on-one ebook that people can purchase. Um, so definitely take time to research. But again, because this is technology and it's forever developing and it's new, these companies aren't expecting you to be an expert or know because again, things are changing. Um, so definitely LinkedIn, like I said, I go mean, to Instagram platform, too. Instagram yeah. as well. But when it comes to opportunities, again, on the business back end, like that's how I got my opportunity with Billboard was from LinkedIn, mm-hmm. someone seeing my content. So like the CEOs of your favorite companies, VCs and investors, um, people making startups, they're super, super heavy on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Right. And then I would say Twitter would be like the second yeah. platform. Mm-hmm. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Did that answer your question? No, that 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 answered my question. Okay, I mean, I think that that helped answer a lot of questions <laughs> that the audience might have because I feel like we just we're all in the space of really since COVID happened, we're all in that space of just transition and trying mm-hmm. to be like, yo, like what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. And as you start seeing Web three pop up, you know, and then during COVID, you start seeing. The NFTs pop up, and like you said, flipping it at that time, it was it was it was lucrative for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And what was it called, Board Apes? Yes, that was one of them. Board Apes and Crypto Punks were like the main going crazy. Yeah, I seen people making thousands of dollars off of one sale. Mm-hmm. So I think just this space is so interesting to where just it's going to be a lot of people that's trying to maneuver into this space. And our community, I feel like this is something that we could really do. Let's talk sure. about let's talk about the metaverse. Okay, all right. Let's is do you think is the metaverse is really going to replace a lot of real life things i don't think it's going to replace i think it's going to be an additional asset 
Um, I think to that point, I'm happy you mentioned that why a lot of people are kind of scared about web three. They think it's going to like change everything like right away. And I tell people, think of it as just like another stream or another asset, not something that you have to use to completely like replace everything that you're doing. But the great thing about the metaverse, it allows for experiences without you having to be there. And that goes from travel costs to people who are disabled or people who can't make things, et cetera. Um, health-wise, especially with monkeypox and everything going on, allowing experiences for artists to have with their fans without worrying about that and COVID. Mm. So I definitely think that it just allows you to um, experience things in a different way. Are we really saying? Are we really saying that you can experience? That the same experience that you get in the metaverse is the same experience. Not the same. Definitely so, a supplement. Like, yeah, like, I would say it's like an assimilation. It's, like it's very similar. So especially. But like, why would why would we want to simulate life yeah. when we could live real life? <laughs> well, we're you know getting, what I mean. Like, why 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 do I want that? Well, we've already been doing that with social media because how many people's real lives ooh, are on their social media? Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. Cool. So, no, I, no, that, so I'm just saying, I, I, this I ain't no a, shots at you. I'm no, not yeah, saying yeah, yeah, you, but yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like how many, like we've already low key Been started. Yeah. Started that process. Like, what's so let's just keep going. huh? Right. No. no. So, <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So let's say we'll use, uh, we'll, let's use Lil Wayne. Okay. Lil Wayne. Let's Top say, rapper of all time. Sorry. Shout out to Lil okay. Wayne. Okay. 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 So let's say Lil Wayne. Perfect. I'm glad you said that. Lil Wayne having a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a concert to appear in person. Say pretty much the average ticket is 260 bucks. Mm-hmm. But instead of paying 260 bucks, I still want to attend the concert. But now I can have a million people all over the world pay $10. Mm-hmm. Right. Put on a set of goggles and feel the same experience. And it's less overhead less cost for you, less work. Touring is so exhausting for artists. And the only reason artists go on tour so much is because they don't make any money from streaming. So they have to, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, your favorite artists and rappers with me working in the entertainment industry are broke. They have zero money. That house they live in, that car they have, the label owns it. The only way people make money is from touring and doing shows. Unless they're smart like Cardi B when they have deals and put out liquors and like all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just show, show, shows. And that takes such a toll on your on your body, on your voice, etc. But as you mentioned, if you do something virtually that's less overhead, less like you know, toll on someone's body. And then it's more people having access to that virtual experience. And you can do so, you're not limited to like the the world we live in. So it can be a show, but it can be a virtual meet and greeter. You can like push things that allow you to like, whatever, like it's just so many things that you're able to experience and access so, that you wouldn't be able to. So just staying on that topic, if Lil Wayne has a meet and greet, I get to like meet him one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I could do that in, in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And we can have like a real life conversation. Yeah. Is you can it? shake hands depending on like how, like which one you have and every. Do y'all remember? That's interesting. The that... Black Mirror episode where they had on the VR and they like were. Yep. The, I, remember. Uh, I remember that. Uh, they were. Uh, um, you know Tekken players. About? Yes. And they, and end up, they ended up being um, lovers. We got it. We got it. Okay. You yes. don't need to go we there. Okay. So like <laughs> that it. is that is real life happening now. Like in the met. Like you can. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, like, feel? I don't know if you guys... You can uh, feel in Jesus. the metaverse? So they're making... <laughs> Hold crazy. on. A, a, lady, <laughs> a lady got raped in the metaverse. So no they way. are they are making... No way. No, 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 no. So they are making... Ashley, hold me down. A lady no, no, got no, no, raped no, 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 she, did. she did. She did get raped in the metaverse. But they are making technology to where it can be in a simulation Hold it. Did homie get arrested? 
I don't. She said it was a. Ga- y'all talking about he got? He she said, about she got said it was a gangbang. Yeah, it was. You know, like like it's been, like Sims was like the first version of that. Like yeah, I'm yeah. sure, hey. like or what was that? Whatever Sims. penguin thing that yeah. was back in the day. Sims was hard. Yeah, so it's it's very similar to that. But they are making you know technology machines to where you can feel that while like being in the metaverse. That's crazy. Um, but I look at the technology as honestly just something to be able to experience for people who may not have the funds to experience or may not be physically able to experience things. And like you said, it's it's a it's it could be a cheaper cost and it could be um a lower overhead. They actually uh Virtual artists just got signed to a label. This this person does not exist at all, but they have like millions of followers on TikTok. Just got signed to a label, and then a brand just signed a virtual influencer. Again, this person does not exist. It's just like a virtual being. Nah. So, the metaverse and AI and AR and all that good stuff is definitely something that is continuing. To, yeah, I'm about to say yeah, that. ready just player like, one. Continuing so, to develop. So, okay. Watching Ready Player One and seeing the metaverse unfold creates a fear in me. Yeah. Why? It creates a fear in me because if you see Ready Player One, they weren't building anymore within the city. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yo, we're gonna we're we're gonna build in the game. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't even care no more what the buildings around me look like, the city around me look I'm like. I don't care like- what my body look like. I don't mm-hmm. care anymore because I can put these goggles on. The real life is not real. Real life is not real. Right. I could put these goggles on and be whoever it is that I want to be, mm-hmm. but that's not my real life, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you even see people pouring all of their money. He's pouring all of his money into this, into the game, mm-hmm. into his false life, in order because it makes him feel good, mm-hmm. but it's not reality. So, my question is: Are we more so chasing a feeling and running away from reality? And if that's the case, is that? okay is that the new norm is that it's like, a hurt it, harm yeah yeah i mean it's an experience like you said you're chasing a feeling and again bring it back to social media that's exactly what people have been doing you see all the hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about well get ready to feel that excitement all over again because amazon prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Rolls Royces and the Rolexes and spending all this money to look like, you know, you're this rich person or spending all this money to look like I'm a baddie that's always on vacation. Whoopty whoop. Yeah, you may have 10 Chanel bags, but you sleep in an air mattress in an Airbnb with six other girls. But we don't see that because all your money is going to a facade to look and look and look and mm. looking like something. Um, and people will go broke to try to look like these influencers who really don't have anything. So I think. We've already started that process. This is just like continuing to enable that. And unfortunately, people will spend their last to get that satisfaction, whether it's through drugs, alcohol, or, you know, through a metaverse. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about, I would say, the metaverse is these different, like, experience and things that you get to do, 
a lot of times they integrate with NFTs. So it's like you have ownership of certain things and you can eventually sell them, you know what I'm saying, to make profit. So I wouldn't say it's just like you're wasting money because when you buy certain things or buy certain tokens, that's ownership that you have that you can always resell for, you know, a profit. But I do agree. I think people will continue to chase that um, quick uh, desire, that endorphin to feel a certain way or to look a certain way because um, we've already been doing it. I want this episode to be NFT. I want it to be NFT. Okay. How can we do that? <laughs> you don't look too thrilled about yeah, that. You know, no, I'm just listening. Like, I want it to be NFT. I want, it, I want it to actually go through the process, see exactly what it looks like so we can showcase that to our audience. Like, yo, this is how you do it. This is what it looks like. And this is what the benefits of doing it looks like. Okay. Okay. I'll send you a contract. Okay. 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 Right, Look, Ashley, thank you for for joining us. Uh, thank this you for this was super me. informative. Man, um, so I think good. this is probably the this is the first time we've had this type of uh, guest on the show. This is informative. So so thank you for just coming and giving us that game. Okay. Right. Straight up. I didn't know nothing about it. I just, <laughs> and how long is all this stuff been going on now? Ooh, I think the first one was minted, I want to say back like 2014, 2015. 2014, so, so a really yeah. long time, but it's now just getting, you know, the popularity in the mm -hmm, past yeah. like two to three years. And because of the popularity, the technology has been progressing yeah. so much faster. Like there's a new something like every one to two months. So I'm consistently yeah. researching and learning. I also have a column with Revolt TV called Worldwide Web 3, where I, I write about different items um, in the Web 3 space um, on a biweekly basis, just helping people stay up to date with what's going on but it's a constant thing that i'm learning progressing so if y'all want to learn about it definitely follow me on social media at the ashley france i post content daily um answer questions etc you have a so. youtube you said i do not but i am actually starting a new digital series that's going to be dropping um hopefully next month okay. um, so definitely stay tuned for that i had conversations with different streaming sites about trying to do this and i don't like waiting on anybody yeah. so i'm just going to partner with my friend owns a media company called higher life and we're going to partner and create this whole digital series nice about it. nice speaking of digital i have one last question before mm -hmm. we get out of here in the future mm -hmm. do you solely see us using digital currency for purchases with every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code health. Crowd health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. I wouldn't say solely, but I could see majority. Okay. So gold would still exist, but... Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. but, but digital currency would be the most important form of currency eventually. I could definitely see 80-20 for sure. It would take... It's going to take some time, you know, obviously for that to 
to transition over, you know, in regards to like mainstream or mass adoption, as we call it. But I definitely could see very similar to when people went from cash to credit card cash. Like we all saw that. I'm guessing we're all around the same age. Mm -hmm. We all saw that from people writing checks. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? People using cash. You know, couldn't wait to write a check. Listen, up. was too pressed, right? <laughs> I remember when places wasn't even taking credit cards. I remember they'd have to like call the ba- like call the like yep. bank or whatever. Yep. Now places are like, what's cash? It's like mm. we don't even take that. We don't take checks. So it can. It's definitely going to take some time, but I could definitely see that transition happening okay. for sure. Well, you got some old? No, I'm good, man. I just uh, thank you for coming, okay. dropping some jewels, of course. And um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right, y'all. Appreciate you guys for tapping in, tuning mm-hmm. in. If you are watching, much love. If you are listening, much love. Dammy. Oh, Dammy's reminding me, you guys, to pub the shirt. So you see this nice and neat logo right here. Go grab this tea at niceandneatthepodcast.com. All right? Go grab that. But um, subscribe to all of our channels on all of our social platforms, YouTube. Facebook. Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> TikTok. <Not> TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Twitter. We got Twitter? Yeah, we got Twitter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, follow me on Instagram at Duke. Follow Omar at Omar.Bolden. Follow Jalan at Just.Jalan. And Ashley at Ashley France. At the Ashley France. The Ashley France. All right. Much love, much gratitude, y'all. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And I'm Ashley. And this is another episode of Nice and Neat. And that's that on that. Period. Peace. Period. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make the plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road or else get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. I'm Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.